Everybody, welcome to the uh, Ship Life TV podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to raising awareness of the opportunity of working on cruise ships and helping new and existing crew have an enjoyable experience. We're joined by Carly Gordon. Um, Hello. And, and the, she is a, uh, a dancer, dance captain, singer. Um, remind me what that last position was again. I'm going to ask you about that later. Playlist cast manager. Playlist cast manager. I, That's the one. I PCM. have no idea what that is, we, but we, we're going to dive into that as well. So, but let's jump right back into that conversation I was having with you um, uh, uh, before I realized that I messed everything up. Uh, um, so you, it took you, um, so you, you, you auditioned and then it took you yeah. two years to get to get the call on, yeah to get the call and to you get the call, yeah. like four different times and yep. they knew you by name yep so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because we were just you had talked about you know this is not a good this is it's not a good time for, for for everything to be dropping out the the uh <laughs> you dropped that real quick can you <laughs> dive back into that one? Oh my goodness internet is unstable Come on, don't do this to me right now. Yes, sorry, you're frozen now, so I want to make sure I'm not frozen. Okay. Okay. How we go doing? back? Good. All right. As long as you're good. We'll try to make. We'll try to get through this. <laughs> okay. Please continue. No worries. Um, yeah. So, like I was saying, that's um, you know not saying no to the job because of the fear of it not coming up again. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, when I got that call, I was upset, which is funny because it was something I wanted for so long. Um, and my parents immediately were like, you have to take it. You know, if you say no, you don't know if they're going to call you back. It's taken this long to get the call. Mm -hmm. um, but Carnival was going through a transition with their entertainment at that time. Mm -hmm. I started with the company in 2015 mm -hmm. and that year was kind of the end of their transition from what they used to call 1.0 shows to what they now call 2.0 shows. And, um, their 1.0 shows were very typical cruise ship, Las Vegas style, two singers and a bunch of dancers waving around in the back. Now their 2.0 shows are just eight performers who all sing and all dance. So I was going in there thinking I was going to be a showgirl, and they were considering me for this new style of show, which paid a heck of a lot more. That's convenient. And uh, and for those of you watching right now, I I realize that the internet is just completely terrible. While she's frozen, um, I'll take the time to respond to a couple of people. Um, uh, we we are talking about um, Carly's experience working on Carnival cruise ships. Um, my experience is working on Celebrity. But Carly, you're back. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering and, if it's me. Should I move? Um, I don't know. It it's maybe, maybe. I'm looking I'm at the little. I'm gonna take you to where I do my do my zoom classes because i teach zoom classes still cool and maybe this will be better because <laughs> it might help okay okay there we go the connection looks stronger now but yeah so she she spent um several years on carnival cruises but you were telling you were so you were talking about how you uh, accepted um the position for the 2.0 shows and um it yes pays you more it pays you more. You get your own cabin, which they have since changed, which I wasn't super happy about, nor was anybody, of course. Um, but again, it made sense to me in my head. You only have eight performers. Mm -hmm. Four of them are female. 
two of them are dancer singers because the other two are singer dancers. So I'm vying for one of two spots on one cruise ship. Hmm. <laughs> times that by what did they have in the fleet at the time 24 mm -hmm. something like that so to me i was like well that makes sense because it's such a good gig once you're in you want to stay right uh, there's probably you know five spots uh, every six months two spots wow. i don't even know right because if you really do the math whereas before there were 18 dancers in the show mm -hmm. so for this call to come two years after i auditioned i just thought that was normal <laughs> what do you have to, to compare it to so that two years, that's that's a long time to wait. I've, I've The most I've heard of people waiting is like one year, six months. So, but again, exactly. since you had no comparison, then it's really just, uh, I, I guess this is just what it is. And since getting on board and working with them, obviously I've heard multiple stories of people being offered a job on the spot or yeah. getting home and getting a call. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but it happens differently for everybody, right? And sure. I mean, it, ca casting directors change and shows evolve and you never know what they want or what they're looking for. And right. Yeah. So. So when you so when you signed on the first time, you were a you were a dancer. That's what you dancer, singer, dancer, singer. OK. Gotcha. Yeah. So everybody on Carnival now has to do both. There's no just dancers, no just singers. You have to do both. Okay. It, and which is good to know for anyone auditioning. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um and you did you know that coming in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um cuz at the auditions they had us sing as well. Mm -hmm. Um and they've really changed the way they do their auditions since they started this new style of show, mm -hmm. but when it was just getting the ball rolling was when I was auditioning and they would literally just want to see if you could carry a tune. Right. Um because as a dancer singer, which means I'm a dancer first, but mm -hmm. I can sing. Um, I am majority dancing, obviously, but I have a I have a mic on the entire show, and I'm usually harmonizing the entire show. Wow. And then I'll have like a line or two here and there that I sing on my own or that I sing lead. Mm -hmm. um, but and now with more of their newer shows, it's a lot more even, where like you have a lot more opportunity to sing more as a dancer as well. Okay. But you just had to be able to, you know, they did like Happy Birthday or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and they would give us harmonies just to make sure we could carry a note with an ensemble. Gotcha. So. I knew that going into it and when, you know, they knew me by name <laughs> and they would, yeah. at one time, you know, he sat me down at audition like, Hey, thanks for coming back. You know, we're looking at you for these shows and there's not as many cast members. And I was like, Oh great. Like I thought it was a good opportunity, which it was because right. you know, more money and all that. So, um, and because the 1.0 shows got fizzled out, a lot of those people unfortunately lost jobs because mm -hmm. not all of them could sing. Um, so it was kind of nice that I already got in the door as it was opening, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's not something that I imagined going into it. Right. Well, Gabriel in the chat, he, he just wants to understand better, um, that you applied and then you waited two years for an answer or within those two years, you, you kept in contact with them. Kept in contact with them. So at the end of the first audition that I went to, that they accepted me onto their hire list, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, they gave you a business card with their personal contact on it for you to keep in touch. So I know that I'm on their hire list. Um, I'm in the little file. So when they need somebody new, they open it up and they could pick me. Mm -hmm. um, and we were told to keep in contact with them, but but if 12 months lapsed and mm -hmm. we were not being, we weren't able to be placed onto a contract, we would have to come back and re-audition, I guess, just to make sure, you know, a year hasn't gone by and I got 
look totally different or whatever it might be or sure. you know haven't been dancing or um so yeah so i was definitely in contact with them all that time and you know emailing checking in and that kind of stuff and the the call came out of nowhere and it came from the vocal supervisor actually so it wasn't even the person i was talking to so it was even more of like a and i was working out i was outside it was just such a weird <laughs> moment like i was like uh i'll get back to you <laughs> right, right right yeah i feel like that 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 happens at like um my my last position i remember um i got a call and i was like at the gym or something like that and yeah. it's loud you know <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's weird when you have to answer the call at at those times but were were when you were in that application process were there any times when you just weren't really sure what was happening and you were just like ah maybe this just isn't going to happen and you, like confidence yeah, was I'd a little low yeah, I mean, you know what? I've I'm a really good auditioner in the sense that I don't take things personally. Okay. Probably so too much too much sometimes where I should probably be like, "Wait a minute, could I have done something different?" But usually I'm like, "Oh, it was probably cuz my eyes were brown." <laughs> um because it, it totally can be. So, I mean, I'm really right. close to New York being here in Toronto and um there was a time where the ships were coming to Toronto, but then there was a time where it was easier to just go to New York. So I would go to New York all the time for auditions because I could hit up, you know, five in a day instead of one a month. Right. Um, and when it was like cruise ship audition season, I went down there to audition all the time. So I was, you know, I'd audition for Royal, for Norwegian, for a Disney, and they were all no's. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there is a point obviously because I wanted a ship so bad that I was, kind of like maybe it's just not going to happen um but i did know that it was a really good industry to get into like i said both my parents are performers and cruise ships in the 70s and 80s when they were dancing all the time it was not a thing it was taboo like it was like ooh, she had to do a cruise ship whereas now like people are lining up for those cruise ship gigs yeah, like absolutely. it's good money you know it's good work they're doing book musicals now so you're making more you're you're banking more anyway than you would on broadway for some people because you're not paying new york rent like it's just a totally different world so i kind of chalked it up to like maybe it just takes a while because these people don't want to give up this job absolutely but, um yeah, and it's funny because people always say things like, you know, oh, they'll call when you least expect it. And I always thought like, that's bull crap because I'm always expecting it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of did call when I'm not expecting it. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, that, that seems to be the case. Um, we're going to jump back into the chat here. Um, Scott, Mark, Gabriel, like, thank you guys for participating here. Um, yeah, Scott is, has a question um, about collaboration. And he wants to know if you ever did anything with a party band on the ship or does everybody uh, strictly play within, stay, stick to their department or their group? Yeah. So for me, I think it depends on the cast as well. For me, I was really lucky where we were really collaborative with all the cast I was in. Um, a little bit later into my carnival career, they opened up a thing called playlist feature. Like I mentioned, our shows are called playlist shows. Um, so they started playlist feature, which was the cast sings with the band. So it's like this kind of just like party night and, you know, you pick a good song and everybody sings a song or you can do a duet if you're not so comfortable singing lead if you're a dancer um so that was something we did as part of our job um but we were totally welcome to as long as 
you know, we weren't overworking our voices, especially for the lead singers. Um, we were totally welcome to sing with the piano bar person or go and sing a song with the band or with a musician like yourself and go and have a collab night. Like that was totally okay for us. And a lot of people that I work with did that, especially piano bar. You know, you finish your shows, mm-hmm. you're already warmed up, you go have a glass of wine and you, the piano bar singer calls you over and you do a song with them. So, um, I think it depends on the cast. It depends on the musicians. If you're going to jam on your own time like that, mm-hmm. um, and your workload at the time and if family's sure. on and all that kind of thing. But yeah, we definitely, we definitely weren't in our separate corners, which is nice. Right, right, right. Yeah. In, in my specific experience, um, we, we did a lot of jamming on my first contract. Um, it was, it was one of those things where, uh, when you know you'd, you'd be in crew bar or something like that and you'd make friends with yeah you know, the the departments tend to mesh really well so especially the mm-hmm. entertainment department you know we're in general a lot of us are very outgoing anyway so yeah it's one of those things where you know if i saw you um you know singing up on stage and then you happen to sing one of the same songs that we would play yeah then, exactly then which I'd happens say, a lot <laughs> yeah absolutely you know like i'd say like once you come jam with our band and or or whatever or sometimes it might just be something as um as random as as we're we're performing and a song is starting and then you may be walking by one of the lounges yeah like, hey exactly that's carly you guys may know her this is the song you know come on up here so things like yeah. that do happen a lot um and and you know musicians play with musicians a lot and um and another thing that i remember is the cast would work with the party band a lot doing um like theme nights um uh, and like I, they had this like rock show, um, so sometimes they would actually collaborate in that sense. But that's usually more of like a production thing that yeah, yeah, they put together. But um, yeah, I'm sure you, you have a lot of experience with those things. Yeah, Carnival implemented some new production shows that involved, we called them the rock band, but same thing. Right. Um, and one of them was a rock show. So the, the rock band would actually be on stage because um, when they took the the 1.0 shows out they took the band out as well so our shows didn't have a live band they just had pre-recorded tracks Mm. um and then they decided we should go back that was better so they went and put back live bands on stage and for one of the shows our rock show it is our in-house band so it's cool because you get closer with them production band like you've got the rock band but then you also have the production band that's doing your shows live uh well now it would be the same. Um, it used to be separate when they had 1.0 shows. I have worked on three of the same classes of ship, which is our smallest class of ship. So we only have one rock band, um, two musical duos. Uh, some of them I think usually will do a guitar duo and then a steel drum duo if we're in the Caribbean, which is cool. Um, and then a couple of soloists as well. Got it. So, oh, and the piano bar. Um, but on the bigger ships now they're putting in a Filipino band again, because that was a really big hit before when they had 1.0. Yes. Filipinos. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and then they've got the, the rock band, which pretty much plays everything doing the shows. Um, in addition, right. some of our shows have 
um, a lot of horns and stuff in there now. We do a Cuban show, um, and they wouldn't normally be a part of the smaller rock band on board, um, but there are more musicians on board of our larger ships now. Sure, sure. Um, diving back into the chat, we've got Mark Smith saying that his ex-wife was an entertainer on the ships, and he was a casino manager. Uh, I'm curious, Mark, if you actually met your ex-wife on, on the ships. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Love on board. So, yes. Uh, that's how I met my wife. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are so many cruise jobs on the ships coming up because uh, they won't go back after long after quarantine. So staff and crew jobs, easy to get. That's what Mark is saying. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just think that um, that's a that's definitely something that's interesting to think about. And I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts um, with 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 quarantine happening right now. They're not they're letting a lot of crew off. They're not really taking um, taking crew on. But with that. You know, from my perspective, I feel like a lot of crew that get sent home, they don't know when they're going to be starting again. Mm -hmm. um, it's different for every cruise line. Um, some cruises are going to be starting up around like September, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually did get this um, um, notification. It was an internal notification. Um, I'll have to find it. Maybe I'll see if I about posting it. But. Um, uh, Mark says, of course, you know how all the staff hook up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, it so, is the love boat. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but, oh, the, the internal thing. Um, it was saying something about Alaska cruises happening, but they were going to do it at like 50% yeah. capacity and going to certain places they were going to go to. So I'll see if I can find it. But, um, yeah, it really just is a toss-up. And for, for crew that have just signed off, literally in the last month they don't know when they're going to sign back on again i could see them you know uh, picking up another job somewhere else and then maybe they get the call from the cruise ship and they're just like well i can't just leave this one yeah or maybe they're a little bit disenchanted with the opportunity now because they're not really sure yeah. what it's going to be in the next year so um anyway um what 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 are some of your thoughts in uh the mentality of, of, of cruise members right now. And have you seen anything, heard anything um, with what's going on and how they view their jobs? Um, I think it's so situational to, first of all, the job the person has. Um, you know, I mean, for us as performers, as musicians, I mean, I'm making my own work by doing workshops on Zoom at mm -hmm. the moment because, you know, I'm usually booked packed in the summer here at home in Toronto. Um, and all of those events have now been canceled or postponed. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas, you know, if you're a waiter, let's say you can do that on land, there are still restaurants, they're opening back up now. Um, if you're a doctor, I mean, there's so many, it's a floating city, right? You've got every kind of, every kind of profession that you can think of. Um, I do think that there's going to be people who are not going to sit and wait. I mean, obviously because we don't know what's happening and people have families to feed and, and, you know, bills to pay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like the, the hundreds of thousands of people that rely on ships to feed their families, um, especially from overseas and stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm so skeptical about even when things come back, how it's going to go. Um, and I really think there's still, I think there's still going to be a lineup. I think that's just my opinion. I don't think enough people are going to 
because not everyone's hiring right now, considering the current situation, find another job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, cruise ships work because it's a seasonal thing. You know, you've got X amount of hundreds of thousands on board because the other ones are on vacation and we're going to loop back around in six months. Mm-hmm. But with everyone just sitting and waiting at that, at that light, you can't get everybody on board at once, you know, right. and different positions are different because you might have, 400 waiters for example on board a ship but you have eight dancers and singers and you have one mater d and you have one so and so so i don't know i think it's so dependent on the person's situation their job and where they live now because depending on what the job opportunity is in their home city or or country it's just so it's all it's all skepticism right it's all hearsay right yeah i agree 100 percent that um it really does depend on you know what your what your position is and what you want to be doing. Yeah, um, we got some other questions here. Um, uh, Ashish, I know that you are looking for some answers on um, whether or not they're hiring right now and how to do it. Um, I'll, I'll just reach a, out to we, the actual cruise line. Yeah, exactly. That's that's yeah. that is always my immediate answer. Is that yeah. Um, even if you're from a different country, blah, 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 blah. The, the, the process isn't always the same, but no. um, the the easiest way to go about it, you know, just do a quick Google search. You know, if you want to work for Royal, Celebrity, Carnival. They've got websites. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, it, for you, did you reach out to them directly when you auditioned or did you catch the audition in um, online? How did you? Um, I did send in a couple of tapes Um to a couple of cruise line like demo reels mm-hmm. um now i think they're hiring well not now <laughs> i say now <laughs> pre-pandemic sure. um but they're hiring um some ships anyway a lot more virtually if mm-hmm. they need somebody for a certain thing now and they need a certain look um but at the time anyway it was much better chances to go in and be seen in person so that's why i kind of just found the auditions where i could gotcha gotcha she's just saying so you uh, Ashish, you want to work on RCL. So here's what I would recommend. If, if I were in your shoes, I would literally Google Royal Caribbean careers. Just go yeah. there and then find out there will what be your info. options are. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they Email them. And you know what? They, at this point, they might even have like one of those uh, automatic messages for whatever it is, you know, if you're emailing like a hiring email um, or a careers email, like you said, there might be an automatic message that says, you know, we're not taking applications until such and such date, or please send us your information. We will need this position in this position. Like, you never know. You might get a lot more information than you uh, assumed. Right. Yeah. There's there's so much information out there. And uh, to, to be honest, I mean, they they don't make it exactly easy. <laughs> especially if no. you're not from you know the united states or anything like that you know because for me it's very very simple but sometimes you got to get a dedicated agent or a recruiter if you're somewhere visas else. yeah and then you got to get the visas absolutely and then the requirements from depending on what country you're from are not always the same yeah um, but a lot of these things they'll go over um with you uh the recruiter will so um ashish uh, that would be my recommendation um and then uh, Terrence, what's up, Terrence? And uh, so the new people who are, who are signing in um, into the into the live chat, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we're joined by Carly Gordon, and um, she's a dancer, singer, uh, playlist manager. 
Playlist cast manager. It's your favorite. Yes, playlist cast manager. Yes. And uh, believe me, we're, we're going to talk about that. That way I'm, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. But um, no Terrence is asking if they are hiring right now. I would say um, my, my immediate answer is uh, technically they're, they're always looking, but whether or not they can get you on board right now, I mean, that's, well, they can't, so... <laughs> it it may just it may just be um, they start interviewing you and then they just prepare you for the job but they don't actually get you anything to um, to to start until like later. Um, have you heard anything yeah. about that, Carly? No, I haven't. I mean, I think um, jobs outside of entertainment are really different the way that they work in hiring. And I think it's smart. Like you said, just Google it, go to the website because, right. um, they might start you in the process and then let you know when things are up and running. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for entertainers, a lot of us are already on the books. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to get in line after all the people that are already <laughs> a shoe yeah. in with the company, which yeah. is not going to be as easy. So if you're a, a singer or an entertainer or whatever it might be, it's, I don't think it's going to be as simple as the other jobs that are, you know, essential as they say. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be tough for them to get started back up once everything is running. Cause yeah. the other thing is, um, I think I talked about this before, but I think it's important for people to know that the the expectations have to be there if you're trying to get back to working on cruise ships or working on cruise ships um uh, fresh is that they since they're still looking at people now and they have existing people they're going to try to do their best to get the best ones on the ship whether it's yep. entertainment or food and beverage or whatever because um the people who are going who who are going to be on these new cruises um they're, they're going to have the highest expectations ever because they're coming from being cooped up at home. Yeah. So, uh, like, you got to be on your A game if you're going to be applying as a newbie. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to some other some of these other questions. Do casts go through an agency? So, yeah, do, do you... Do you go through an agency specifically? Like, how do you? You definitely can. So I had an agent at the time that I booked my carnival job. However, I had already auditioned for them, hence the two-year wait, um, before I acquired said agent. So I had a clause with my agent where the, car the sh cruise ships that I had already auditioned for who put me on their hire list were my own work because I sought them out and got it myself. Um, so he didn't have to take a cut of that, which worked out for me. Um, but I do know, especially since being a cast manager, um, I do know a good handful of people who have been booked through an agency and there are agents specific to dancers and singers and musicians mm -hmm. who kind of just solely work with um, cruise ships as I'm sure you know a lot about because I know a lot of musicians who work through a third-party agent yep. um, however the audition process I think is kind of 50 50 still with dancers and singers where you can still go in live and that's probably even a better bet um, because I think they go off the reels or through an agency if they're kind of looking like you know I need a male dancer for next month or whatever it might right. be that they're not having a live audition in between now and then. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's an option, but you do have to be prepared to give up 10, 15% of your paycheck. Right, right, right. And as far as that 10 to 15%, um, I, in my experience, in most cases, it's not like you personally have to write that check. You like you, you won't even see it. Um, now in your, in your initial contract that you signed with the agent, um, they, They'll put it in the contract, obviously, because you have to know how much they're taking. But yeah. all in the end, when you get your paycheck, it you get what you get. And then 
the agent gets what they get. So usually. Yeah. And I have also seen a horror story of somebody I worked with in my first contract who ended up in a clause with their agent where he still got the same cut every con- every contract after their first one because he got them the original audition whereas most other agents i know they only took it from the first cruise contract and if you then went back for another contract you continued to get yourself the work because you proved yourself to get a second contract interesting so it depends on the agent and what your contract is with them mm-hmm. um if i had to pay out one contract i guess i wouldn't be as upset but if i'm working with a company like carnival offers a retirement package now so if you pay if you stay for 10 years if i'm working for for a company for 10 years and I'm giving up 15% for 10 years, like I'd be kind of annoyed. So right. well, <laughs> just make sure you read the fine writing. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's a really great point because, well, for me, when, with my agent, that was what I had, right? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> having the agent tr- essentially uh, taking care of all of these, these things, um, uh, he was taking 10% for every contract. Yeah. Um, now this, I mean... If you go in with that expectation and you're comfortable with it, then, you know, that's one thing. But if you were expecting for it to only be for the first contract and then have the full pay, that's, you know. And I do know people who work with, I I have a a married couple who was just in my last um, contract and they've worked with the same agent. They did a Regent contract, then they did our contract with Carnival, and then they won an NCL, and then they were going to come back to Carnival. So she's worth the 10% because... Mm -hmm they're, you know, they're, they're doing their callback videos and, you know, they're great performers and they deserve to get these jobs, Mm -hmm. but they don't have to be seeking out and emailing and going to live auditions. And they're just kind of popping from contract to contract because of this agent. So it just depends on how you work too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Terrence is also asking, um, what, what, what life in the theater is like? And he's specifically asking because I, I, it sounds to me, Terrence, like you're interested in being a theater tech, um, being that you were in a theater a lot, I'm sure you had a lot of experience Mm -hmm. with the theater tech. So what, 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 um, what advice can you give Terrence as far as what to expect as, um, from your experience working with the techs behind the stage? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same with, um, most dancers and singers because working in a theater as a performer on land, um, you know, I always used to say, this is the same job I do at home, um, except it's on a ship, which I think is a lie (laughs) because (laughs) on a ship, you do a heck of a lot more than you'd have to do in a theater gig at home. And it's true for the text as well. You know, they wouldn't say to me, Oh, you're not working a lot of hours. So we're going to have you go and do ticket sales from 12 to five today. (laughs) <laughs> but on ships, you do stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. So um, it's true for the techs as well. And, you know, on the smaller class ships that I was on with Carnival, there's only a handful of techs on board. I think I want to say five, maybe six. Yeah. Um, lighting, sound, a backstage manager, uh, an automation tech if it needs it in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a manager of theirs and maybe one more. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting somebody, but um, they do everything on the whole ship. So you might be going into the job thinking I'm doing lighting for a theater gig like you would be at home, but then you have to be called to a wedding venue on Embark Day and you can't go off and go to CVS and get your deodorant because (laughs) you have to do lighting for this wedding at 12 o'clock on your home court day. sounds like a personal story. Uh, No, that was out of my head. Um, But, you know, it's the same thing, right? So um, it is the same job that you're used to doing if you're already a tech in a theater and it is great. And I get got, you know, I still have a best friend who is my BSM and you get close with the text just like you would in any other situation. Yeah. Um, but 
you do need to be prepared to kind of be jumping all over the place and that's not your sole thing. Right, right, right. And and to add to that, um, a lot of these techs that I knew of, they were also running around to different venues on the ship in addition to their theater duties to help the venue musicians, you know, set up their sound. Yeah. If 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 one day myself as a guitarist or a bassist, I said, you know, I need I need an amp or something like that, yeah. then they'd need to wheel it out from backstage all the way across the ship and so on and so forth. But uh, Terrence, it would be I, the simplest things like that. Like I right. would be, you know, doing a dance class in one of the lounges and my mic's not working. So right. I have to call the tech and he has to call the sound guy and mm-hmm. you get interrupted in your nap. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happens? Right. Oh man, the deck phones. Uh, those are... <laughs> oh, I can hear the ring still. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I hope that gives you some, some direction, Terrence. Um, and Rachel's also asking um, specific sight reading questions for guitarists. What level do you need to be? Is it just like reading charts with some chords and some riffs, things like that? Just to jump in there real quick, uh, I'll, I'll just say you, you don't need to be great, but you have to be able to do it well. Um, I, I made an entire video on this um, with a friend of mine who was a music director. So if you want to jump into my channel, look at some of those videos. Um, it's it's the it is the the thumbnail with a baby playing a guitar. It's that one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Carly, do you have do you do you have any experience with that? Like knowing some of the musicians and their their sight reading levels. Um, have you had any experience with that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it depends on. The, I think it depends on the line as well, right? Like what they expect of you. That's, yeah, that's um, very true. When it comes to like our pianists, like our piano bar entertainers and our duos and stuff, uh, they were pretty good at that kind of thing because, you know, you get a lot of um, shout outs from the audience, mm-hmm. you know, can I hear it? Blah, blah, blah. And, and if they don't know it, usually they'll give it a shot. Um, but at the same time, you know, shorter cruises, it's harder, but we had a lot of really great musicians where, especially in piano bar at an amazing piano bar, uh, musician who I'm doing her podcast next week. And, uh, she, she'd be great where she'd say, I don't know it, but come back on Tuesday night and I'm going to play it for you. Oh, that's a very professional answer. You know, if, if you can't sight read it right off the bat, or if it's a long song or you only know the chorus or you want to get something else going and you don't want to make the crowd wait, it's, it's great to be able to do it in a couple days or a night and you can say, and it gets your audience back to you too. Right. right? So that yeah. helps. I've, I've been in situations where, you know, when I was in a duo specifically, I had a little bit more leeway and, um, we had some people who would, um, make requests and sometimes they would make requests that we hadn't really practiced, you know? So for example, sometimes it's not even as simple as just reading the music. Sometimes it's understanding whether or not it's uh, a comfortable key for you to sing in. Yeah, and understanding each other and right. Yeah. And so there were a couple of times we tried it and we just fell flat on our faces. Just it's yeah. just so bad. But luckily, you know, there were like maybe five people in the in the lounge and we laughed it off and it's yeah. It ended up being fine. What's up, Landis Maximus? Thanks for coming back. Um, so let's uh, Carly, let's let's dive back into your your background, right? So you started yeah. off as a as a dancer singer, specifically in that order. Yes, that's <laughs> um, important. It's a different paycheck. <laughs> yes, yes. And how, so tell me how you went from being a dancer singer to a, uh, you said a, a dance captain? PCM, yes. Um, yeah, so as soon as, basically the playlist cast manager is a fancy word because we're playlist casts, um, is the manager of the cast. Mm-hmm, so okay. um, it, it kind of like a dance captain, um, but that is a little bit of a separate thing because if the 
PCM is a dancer singer. You will then have a vocal captain mm -hmm. because you will be the dance captain and vice versa. So there can be a singer who is your manager gotcha. and they'll be the vocal captain. And then you will have like a second in command be the dance captain. Gotcha. Um, so it is a separate title technically, but you would be both. Mm -hmm. um, and that person is, is it's weird this differs from theater on land obviously because dance captain's not usually in the cast that's sure. why you watch the show and give the notes so it's kind of hard to do both um but this person is part of your cast but then also your direct boss so there's this like fine line of finding friendship and boss sure. <laughs> um because it's eight people so you're getting along or you're not um so yeah, so when I first signed on to my first contract, I had a fabulous PCM. We still talk. I just talked to her the other day. She's Australian. Um, and as soon as I found out it was a thing, I was like, I'm, well, I'll be good at that. Like, I'm, I just, I wanted to do it right away. I knew I would be good at it. Um, I'm pretty good at understanding what I'm good at and what other people might be better at than me. Sure. <laughs> and I just knew that, you know, my OCD type A organized brain would love that <laughs> so right. um yeah i mean i didn't i didn't love it as much as i thought i would when i ended up doing it okay. um i loved all of the things i thought i would about it um but the one piece of the puzzle that i didn't really anticipate because you don't really know until you're doing it was how corporate it was going to feel um, and I spent a lot of time at a computer you know sending emails that i just thought I don't care that this guest was mad that the dance class started five minutes late. Like I just, I personally, Carly does not care. Right. You know, I just want to do my shows with my cast and give them their notes. And, mm -hmm. um, so that very corporate, very, you know, put your mask on your customer service face. I was just like, Ugh. but the, the theater side of it, the cleaning rehearsals and, you know, being the head of, of the cast was what I really love to do. Mm -hmm. So I, somehow lucked out with having the same um supervisor for all three of my con full contracts with carnival mm -hmm. so i kind of built a relationship with him and mm -hmm. um i think that he might have helped that happen because i let him know day one i was like i want to do that so you let me know how i can <laughs> yeah. um and you know my second contract i ended up being dance captain um and i worked really closely um with the pcm and then unfortunately he lost a family member oh. so um he went home twice on that contract one when the family member was ill and the second time when they passed uh so because i was kind of second in command i took over and i did that position for a short amount of time um which was really hard going from being at the same level of all your peers as a cast member and then mm -hmm. jumping up and suddenly being their boss for a couple days and then right. having to go back down again. <laughs> um, I actually ended up having to be a part of firing somebody in the cast oh. while I took over, which was not fun for me. Yeah. Um, I didn't really want to see them go, but obviously circumstances, you know, you break the rules, you break the rules. It's just the way it is. Right. Um, but I think it was good because it kind of proved to the company, like she can handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, she got thrown into this, she was doing manager training and she was doing this and that, and we had to go back to, for a medical and then we had to fire so-and-so. And it was like, if she can do that in four days, like she'll be fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they ended up, um, asking me for my most recent and last contract for now. Um, and it was great. I lucked out with a really good cast. I think that makes a difference yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, it's all about the team that you work You know, with. managing adults is harder than managing kids. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> exactly. I agree so with I had 100%. seven really good humans. Yeah. 
Um, and, and it's interesting that you also talked about the um, the whole corporate versus the, the creative side of it. Yeah. Um, and I find that to be the case a lot of the time when, when you move up to a position like that. Like some people just don't really know how much more boring stuff is involved with the more boring managerial stuff. side. So it's it's almost like, yeah, we'll promote you, um, but you're going to get more stuff that you don't really want to do. Yeah. You know, the, the more and not stuff. everybody can do both. I mean, right. not everybody can, just because you're a good dancer doesn't mean you're a good teacher, doesn't mean you're a good cleaner, doesn't mean you're a good, you know, you can be a great performer and not know how to give a note mm-hmm. and not know how to clean a dance and not know how to, you know, so there's a lot of elements to that without the corporate side mm-hmm. that I think people get thrown into those positions a lot because they're good at what they do. But then we don't know that they're not good at everything else until we find out the hard way. Um, but yeah, the corporate, I mean, you have a, a company like any cruise line. It's a massive corporation, right? So yeah. it comes with the territory, unfortunately. Absolutely. Uh, Brendan, what's up, man? Thanks for coming in here. Um, and then, um, Rachel, just to answer your question regarding the bachelor's degree, the the degree doesn't really matter so much for reading music. It's just whether or not you can. So uh, if you're... if uh, if you're a musician and you can read music and you're really good at it, then that they, they don't really care too much about the degree. The degree, you know, in, in many cases, um, you could probably chime in on this, Carly. Uh, yeah, I love in, this subject. <laughs> in, in, um, in terms of like the creative arts, um, a lot of times in my experience doesn't really matter as much, um, you know, because when it comes down to it, can you do it or not? That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have I had you experienced th- anything like that where, where like they, like it mattered at all? Actually, recently I've experienced that only because, um, like we chatted before we started to go live here about, you know, I've, I just recently did a contract in Dubai as, um, you know, a different position. I wasn't the performer, mm-hmm. um, and applying for similar positions like that to, to choreograph and teach for companies and studios. Um, certain countries require you to have a degree to be given, um, a work visa, mm-hmm. which I understand, you know, the country is smart for making certain very specific guidelines because sure. then they're not everybody coming in and working. Yeah. Um, but, even the program that I went to, I went to musical theater program. I left, I don't have a certificate. I didn't finish. It was Mm -hmm. not what I wanted it to be. I didn't want to go. I had the same mindset as you. I was like, I don't care. This piece of paper is not going to get me a job. If I can't dance, sing and act, they don't care. Why am I going to waste four years paying when I could get paid to do this? (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, my dad's been working since he was 15. So I was, you know, using that card as many times as I could, but it's um it's not a thing in the performing industry. I mean, I haven't come across it. Somebody might be in the comments going, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, right. um, you know, for teaching, it's a little bit different. Um, and it's unfortunate. Like I said, the musical theater program that I went to was not a degree program because they only offer that program in colleges here in Canada. So it would have been a certificate. So had I finished my schooling, I still wouldn't have been able to work in Singapore. Yeah. So it's... Uh, <laughs> It's all hearsay. Um, I do believe that you should do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to tell people not to go to school, but um, I just didn't see the point. I have a a fabulous vocal teacher that I just had a session with this week who's in Saskatchewan now. I mean, thank you to Zoom. We've realized all these cool things that we can do. I would rather pay her because I know how great she is and I know how I work with her Mm -hmm. than to go pay X amount of thousands of dollars a year for new voice teachers that I've never met and I don't know how they're going to work with me. So, 
invest in you as a performer to continue to better yourself however you think that's best um but it's your money so <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I think that the 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 idea of investing in yourself as a performer as you said is the most important thing you can do as a yeah. as a as a performer just in general um you know for example right when it when it comes down to it you know the the, the certificate from an outside perspective, certificate, degree, whatever it may be, um, it's all theoretical until yeah. you can display your skill set. So, um, Rachel, I hope that answers your question. Which that might be different going forward in life. I mean, I might kick myself when I'm 45 and looking for a different type of job, and it doesn't sure. matter what kind of degree I have, but I just need a degree mm -hmm. because I don't have that, right? So right. now, as I sit here still wanting to perform and work in this industry, I don't see it's necessary, but it might do you good in the future. Right. And that's not to say that it, it was a complete waste for anybody who did end up getting it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because I have friends who went to um, like Berkeley or like uh, UCLA yeah. or something like that. And yep. they're amazing musicians and they have great programs. And uh, the, their, the program itself helped create... It helped turn them into exactly yeah the, uh, the musician and the performer that they are. So, yeah, really research the program because had yes. I had I not made the decision I did to go to where I went to school, maybe it would have ended up differently. But I did not jive with the program that I was in, and I didn't want to stay. So right, yeah. So um, so yeah. Anyway, just just to kind of circle back around, Rachel, it's really just a matter of. Um, because you're going to do an audition and so during the audition they're going to see whether or not you can do it so um you should just make sure you practice <laughs> and yep. has a question about um cruise ship salaries and he specifically wants to know about musicians earnings on the cruise ship um so just just to directly answer the question uh it depends on what cruise line you're on some cruise lines pay more some pay less and it depends on your position and spe uh, specifically for example um uh, venue musician, musicians uh, tend to make um, less than a solo musician, but then you also have guest entertainers who end up making a lot too. So, um, but to give you kind of a ballpark, when I started, I was making, I was in a jazz quartet and I made uh, 2400 when I started. And then after about a year, I was able to negotiate uh, have my agent negotiate a better contract deal and then I was in a duo and then I made 2600 bucks a month um, but um, for for you Carly um, I I don't I normally don't ask about specifics and uh, feel free not to answer the question but I'm curious to know um, what someone can expect as a dancer singer or singer dancer um, yeah working on carnival yeah, I won't give you exact numbers only because, like I said, I'd like to keep my yeah, yeah, <laughs> rapport yeah, with the company, and I don't know if that's information I can divulge. Right. Um, but I, I, I do know that the range for dancers and singers is so huge because of the separation of dancer, dancer-singer, singer-dancer, and singer in that order. Mm, <laughs> so okay. um, if you are just a dancer, I have friends who are on very large lines that you would assume would have a nice salary that are making between 15 and $1,800 a month as a dancer. Okay. And to me, I'm like, how do you eat? Right. That to somebody else that might be great, but right. I, I just don't get it. Well, you, you live then, in Toronto. That's a large city. So, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm from um, Los Angeles. So I get it. 
But then again, because I um, actually submitted for a world cruise a year ago, maybe before I, or two years ago, before I started my most recent contract with the carnival. Um, and it was with a smaller cruise company. Um, so usually you expect a smaller pay, but they offered the same range. It was between 15 and $1,800. And had I been offered that contract, I might have taken it because it was literally a world cruise. So mm -hmm. I think it depends on your wants as a person and your place in life as well. On the other end of the spectrum, um, I know that with companies, when they have somebody with them for a long time that they value, I've, I've heard rumors of people making eight to $10,000 a month because they've been getting raise after raise after raise and they retired and then they were asked to come back for the opening of this show or an mm -hmm. inaugural cruise of this and they just keep getting offered more because they like them. Mm -hmm. uh, now that's what I've heard. Don't <laughs> quote me on this 10 grand a month thing all over the internet. Uh -huh. um, but typically with a dancer singer position, you're usually looking at at least a minimum of three um, thousand a month as as a starting point. Yeah. And I know that across the line because I've talked to a couple of different agents who hire for different cruise lines because there are few dancer singer spots. It's not very common. You're either one or the other. Um, so it does pay um, a good middle of the road salary to begin with, at least. And mm -hmm. then, you know, you're going to get a raise from there. Like you said, you can negotiate a better contract. Um, and a singer dancer, on the other hand, is going to get at least a couple of grand more a month. Right. So it's um, like I said, the separation between dancers and singers and people who can do both and one or the other is stronger. Mm -hmm. You're also going to get different perks, like maybe your own room. Yeah. So it all depends on what's most important to you. Um, but that's kind, that's kind of the average starting range for different companies that I know that hire those positions. Right, right, right. That that's yeah. I think that those are some really good numbers, at least to set some expectations on. And I, and it's a good reminder that a lot of it's well, not a lot of it. It's all based on value. You know, how yeah. much can you do? And obviously, as uh, singers are valued a little bit more than dancers, and that's why yeah. a dancer singer will make less than a singer dancer. Yeah, um, and I will say too that um, you know. Carnival pays very, very well. And it's one of the reasons that I've stayed with them for so long. Um, however, you do have a, quite a lot of duties. So I have talked to, you know, I, like I said, when we chatted before, we probably have friends on every other line in the world. I have friends on Disney, Princess, Celebrity, Norwegian. Mm -hmm. um, and you talk because you need to know what's going on. Um, but after talking with friends of mine who are have worked in similar positions that I have, um, we do do quite we are higher on the spectrum of other duties outside of our profession on on carnival so that might be a reflection in our paycheck because if you go to another line you might just be doing safety briefing and you can do whatever the heck you want every other day other than your shows um so that is also something to keep in mind too right you are doing a little bit more work for that paycheck right absolutely um because i know that um my experience is on celebrity and for 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 the celebrity cast, the dancers and the singers, um, I don't remember them having, you know, very no, many don't. other. <laughs> um, I have a friend who I asked a little while ago, and she confusingly answered me and was like, "Well, we do safety briefing," and I was like, "I don't even consider that a duty because." Yeah. Everybody does safety briefing. Right, like, I'm exactly. you know, how many dance classes do you teach? And do you have to go to the kids club? And do you do library? Do you, like, that's what I meant. 
exactly, <laughs> she was like, exactly. oh, no. So, <laughs> I mean, I would take a pay cut to not do that stuff, but that's me personally. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I was interviewing um, another singer-dancer um, a few months ago, and I can't remember which ship she was on, but she was on one of the smaller ships, and it was the same thing because uh, I was coming from the expectation of you know, you just have your, your standard singer dancer duties, but, yeah. and then she was talking about like, um, doing those classes with, with the guests and, mm-hmm. um, anyway, there, there was a lot more. That yeah. Was we involved. helped out with fundraisers. We did, uh, tenders, mm-hmm. um, duty and things like that, port duty. So, um, and it, some things are not for everyone and some things are, you know, certain, um, activities like that. Some people love them right. and it depends on how your manager decides to put things out. You know, I would ask my cast, like I, I prefer to do, you know, we have got four duties to split between the dancers. I prefer this one. So if you want to just pick one and we do the same one every week so that mm-hmm. we don't go, Oh, now I'm on that this week, right. then you have an easier or more happier contract because that one activity that you actually enjoy doing, you get to do all the time. Right. So it's, it's so dependent on the situation too. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Javier, uh, hopefully that <laughs> gives you some, uh, some valuable information there on that. Um, but, uh, I just want to double check. We've been, we've been, uh, streaming for about a little over an hour. How are you doing on time? Oh my gosh. Wow. Have we I know, really? It flies, right? Time flies. And you're having fun. <laughs> you, yeah, how are you doing on time? I'm fine. Whatever you want to do. Cool. All right. Um, I, I think we'll, we'll wrap up soon, but, um, I guess, the the other thing that the the other thing I like to to whenever I talk with with new people on the on the show is um, just some interesting stories because it, yeah <laughs> nothing too crazy oh, no. but I you know in my experience I've dealt with you know interesting guests for example um, uh, as when when you're an entertainer you deal with guests a lot yeah um, and when you were when you mentioned something about like putting putting the putting the the mask on you know just constantly having to smile for example yeah. one time i was i was in the grand foyer and we were we were performing um and this old guy walks right up to me as <laughs> in the middle of a song and be, and you know in the foyer there's no stage so it's not like he's like walking stepping up onto a stage he's like you just walk straight <laughs> up to the band right, yeah 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 and so um, as we're playing, you know, we're, we're grooving, we're going and he, he, uh, he leans into me and he's, and, and he says, do you know, fly me to the moon? And I'm just playing and it, you know, I, I'm, I'm playing You're a, mid song, mid song. And okay. while I'm, I'm, I'm actually walking a baseline. So it's not like I'm just like kind of just grooving or whatever. Luckily, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm at a level where I can still have a conversation while I'm doing this, but I said, you know, and I said, which uh, is not a prerequisite of the job, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you, <laughs> you're not expected to have to talk to guests while you're performing. While anyway, you're playing. Um, so I was, I was just about to tell him, hey, um, yes, we know that song, but just give us a second. We're gonna finish this song up um, as soon as my guitarist wants to stop soloing. So this might be like half an hour later. Uh, <laughs> But um, as I was about to, as I was about to say, like, just give us a second. He goes, and then he starts to sing the song in my ear. Oh, wow. While I'm playing this song. It was was a a blues, (laughs) a blues, mind you, in a key that 
we don't normally play because my the the band leader want, always wanted to shake things up cool. <laughs> and so and so he goes you know that song fly, fly me to the moon and so he just starts singing this in my ear and, and, and i'm like looking at the rest of my group like can somebody save me please like the singer wasn't doing anything but i guess she she just like walked up somewhere walked off somewhere else um and oh anyway gosh. then he kind of just stopped and i after i said i probably told him like maybe about three times in the middle of him singing in my ear like we'll we'll definitely get to it just give me a second um after we play after that song was done um he kind of like stepped back about 10 feet he was just like waiting and then um when the song was done we actually took a break so oh no yeah and so I was <laughs> he thinking, didn't get his is, song yeah well not not only did we not get to sing the, the perform the song for him but he was standing right there so you know he wants to talk to us yeah and so i did the classic maneuver where i put my my put i put my uh my bass down and i just stepped back and <laughs> He walked up and he starts bothering the guitar player and the drummer and this, this, and this. And the break ended up turning into a 20-minute break and we were all looking at each other like, okay, we're supposed to do this. Anyway, <laughs> long story short, we yes, we, we did end up playing the song. But that was one of those interesting situations that I don't think a lot of people are prepared for when, no. when, when, when you're working on the cruise ship. Um, have you had anything like that with guests? <laughs> um, <laughs> guests are interesting. Yes. We'll use that word. Yes. Um, I I don't know if if it's me being ignorant, but I'm surprised at how little people know about cruise ships when they are on them, um, especially avid cruisers. Uh, as far as guests, <laughs> uh, you know. Go. Yeah, you know the the classic questions like, "Do you sleep here?" and "Where do you eat?" <laughs> and um, you know, you've gotten them all. So yeah. the "Do you sleep here?" is so common that I wonder, like. What, if I said no, what would you think happens? No, I fly home every night. <laughs> every night to Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Um, and everybody else goes back to India and the Philippines and the States. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, that surprised me. Um, no, I've had a lot of hilarious guest encounters, mostly like the ones that you just said, that don't don't usually happen during when I'm on stage because guests can't whisper in my ear. Right. <laughs> um, however, we do have a lot of... Um, Actually, that's a lie. We do have a lot of guest interaction with carnival shows. They're very, very big on getting the audience involved. Um, and on my latest ship, we did um, a 70s style show that is 80% guest interaction with guests on stage almost all show long, wow. which you can imagine presents itself with some challenges. Yes. <laughs> and um, there's one particular scene where there's it's basically a stripper, a male stripper, which we get. And as the manager, I used to be the one to look up the comments and the comments with the male stripper are great. So um, you can imagine some people are not happy about that when they come to, (laughs) you know, a supposedly family friendly show. And then this guy, it's supposed to be like a funny thing, but it doesn't always go over well. Um, And we pull up four females from the audience who are supposed to act like, oh, my gosh you know and we we go over the top with them and it's a whole fun thing and then we take people up and do the hustle with them and all that stuff um but there are light boxes on the stage so it's like a little riser but they light up so it's very disco-y um we had one woman tumble over that so completely just face plant (laughs) onto the stage the amount of um and you know carnival's the fun chips so 
fun uh, usually involves alcohol. And mm-hmm. the amount of people who were plastered that I would try to have a signal with my cast to be like, nope, because from the time they get the, you know, they're chosen before we start. So by the time they get their lanyard put on them and they're in their seat to the point in the show where we're going to use them could be up to 40 minutes. Mm. So in those 40 minutes, they've had four cocktails and a shot. Yeah. And now they're completely hammered and I have to be like, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, yeah. no, no. Cause Abort. liability is just like flashing in my head <laughs> because this guy's going to grope somebody or fall down the stairs yeah. or whatever it might be. Um, but you know, other than things like that and not much happens on stage, I have to say my favorite um, small little guest anecdote that I'll have to share is we would do um, a duty on debark where when this sh- when the ship is debarking, we help the people get on the elevators and, you know, we've elevator duty and the elevators are all locked and we are in charge of them. I don't know if you do the same thing. I'm sure a lot of ships do, because if you would just let people go wherever they wanted, you would never get anybody off the ship. Oh, for sure. So we have to shut the lo- the elevators down and have people be elevator, you know, mm-hmm. workers mm-hmm. Um, to get them down to where they need to debark from or whatever it is. And people do not like that. They want their freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they're very upset if anything is not the way that they thought it was going to be. So uh-huh. you get a lot of complaints about that. But I had um, a really good friend, a Scottish friend, Samantha, who I worked with. And her and I would usually try and get this duty together because it would just make it a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. And she was on the deck below me. And I could hear her talking, trying to put her <laughs> customer service voice on. Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. The elevators <laughs> are locked down now. And, you know, you're going to have to walk down that way and go to the med ship and blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, just picture. That's a solid Scottish accent you have. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. I've been told otherwise. But uh, so I hear her doing a little customer service thing and saying, oh, sorry, it's so closed down. And then this woman storms up the stairs from where Samantha's standing. And she turns to me. So picture, I'm on a level. She's on the level below me. We're above each other. It's Mm -hmm. the same elevator. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just on deck eight and she's on deck seven, let's say. So this woman storms up the stairs to deck eight and goes, are these elevators broken too? I was like, ma'am, it's the same elevator. (laughs) I don't know where elevators go horizontally where you're from, but here in America, they go up and down. So the, the staircase that you just walked from same elevators but i didn't have any strength to say that to her because i thought i'm gonna lose it like i'm gonna start laughing right so i just went yep they're out of order too yeah (laughs) so i thought really lady like where else in the world do elevators not go up and down (laughs) but that's again so you might want to check the the elevators um on deck one deck nine yeah go go up one oh, more yeah, yeah, ask go, her. yeah keep going up. ask her the farther you go up the better it's gonna be <laughs> they get better reception yeah. the higher they are <laughs> yeah um guests are interesting, interesting. and uh yeah. and dylan just to just just to say what's up to you bro um i didn't get a chance to say when uh, say hi when you said hi um javier is asking if i want to apply for a musicians as a duo can i do with many agencies at the same time so the question is um uh, applying to several agencies at the same time. Um, do you want to chime hmm. in on that? Have you had any experience um, with that? I don't know how that would work. I don't know if things are different on the musician end. I don't think that would be smart as a performer anyway, but you might have a different advice. 
yeah, I, I think, well, I sold my, my advice. Applying to them, maybe, yes, but not yes. signing with more than one. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that as long as you're not locked into a contract, you can do whatever the heck you want. Um, yeah. You know, and especially if you are communicating and you're upfront with your agents, because it's it's a it's a business relationship. You know, obviously the agent doesn't want to feel like you're screwing them over, and vice versa. You don't want to be screwed over by your agent. But if you're simply just looking for your best options, there's no reason why you shouldn't apply to a bunch of different ones. However, you also kind of have to feel it out. If you got an agent who's like, you they haven't locked you in for anything yet, and you haven't signed a signed um, um, a deal. But, you know, maybe they're just doing a lot of work for you and maybe you're on the edge or something like that. You yeah. could, th there's the possibility of, you know, ruining a business relationship with with an agent because they're still people too. So they might just say like, oh, well, this Javier kid is like, he's trying to shop around while I'm doing all this work. So I did also at some out. point um, contact uh, agents for performers and one of them got back to me and said, have you sent in your stuff personally to any cruise lines in the last six months? Mm. And I had, and she said, I'm really sorry, but I can't send out your stuff now. Contact me in a year. So that's a different thing to think about too, because if you're sending your reel to people directly from you, an agent can then not go and send their stuff and be your representative because your comp the company's already not offered you a job from what you've sent them. Right. Um, so it depends on what they feel about that to agent to agent. That's interesting. That's that's actually something I hadn't really considered because if you are shopping around and now you're looking at three different agencies, and, you know, agent number one has already submitted your your stuff, and they're currently working on something. And then you apply with agent number two, and they submit the same yeah. thing that yeah. may not look great for you. So, uh, with yeah, that pick said, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I retract my statement, Javier, and I would say pick one. Um, now since it is important to pick one, it's important to do your research and your homework and understand which agency is best for you. So yeah, do the shopping around for the agent for sure. Yeah. So I hope that gives you some insight, Javier. Um, we're going to wrap up pretty soon. Uh, this is the last, last thing we'll go over here, but, um, on my podcast, there, there's generally a lot of positive talk about working on cruise ships, things like that sprinkled in with some, here's what's not so great. But, um, I, I, I like to stay true to, um, what's realistic for cruise ships. And so we'll finish up with, um, uh, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced while working on cruise ships, uh, specific to your job, but also in general, and how did you deal with them or overcome those challenges that, um, that you experienced? Um, uh, that's a good question. I have to say that ship life in general is not for everyone. Um, there are some people who try it and it's not, it's just not for them. Um, I had no problem adjusting to ship life. It felt normal to me. I liked it. It was good. Um, so there's just something about it that you can't really explain to people, you know, until you go and you do that first contract and you go, Oh, what well, this is ship life. You there's just this nuance that can't really be put into words in a general sense of the way it's a different world, right? It's just totally different from what anybody experiences on land. Um, so that's just kind of one thing to keep in mind in general, that if it's not for you, it's not for you. It doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that, you know, it's not for everybody. Right. Um, right. I would say, you know, kind of what I discussed um, when our tech friend 
asked us the question. Uh, you know, there are definitely expectations of you um, outside of the realm of your profession. Um, that might not be specific duties. You know, you might work, you might be a dancer for celebrity and you do a safety briefing and that's it, which is great. <laughs> However, you still work where you live, right? So um, I don't know about you, but anytime we were in guest area, we had to have our name tag on um, in addition to following rules about ways to dress and have your hair and things like that. So um, with the exception of you being in your sweats in some crew areas, which are limited for most small ships, you know, I think we had crew bar and other than the, the mess, that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. um, you're always at work, right? So people, people sometimes don't understand, um, you know, when I've never had a nine to five, I don't know if you've ever had a nine to five, but it's still different when you have a gig right. on land where, you know, whether it's a theater gig or a corporate gig, you know, you're going home at the end of the day. That's not a thing on ships. Right. You're, you're going to the hallway with everybody that you just worked with and ate dinner with and took your makeup off with and then clean costumes with, and then had a beer with in crew bar. And sometimes even the same room because most performers, unless you're a singer or singer dancer is sharing a room. So, um, it, yes, you're never going to get along with everybody that you work with in any scenario. You don't have to be besties. However, it is a heightened experience working on a cruise ship um, because of the close quarters and the fact that your home is where you live. So, you know, that customer service face is always on. Um, you might want to just go have a drink at the bar with your friend or go enjoy your friend singing at the piano bar and you have people coming up to you and wanting a picture and asking a question. And and some people love that and that's great. Some people don't do well with that. So maybe they don't go up to guest areas much, um, but it is just something to keep in mind and something that, you know, you might have to adjust to. I worked in the hospitality industry prior to that. I had done um, a contract on a show in a resort. So it was kind of like a warm up um, to that lifestyle. But um, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's not something, like I said, I feel like you can explain. <laughs> I yeah. feel like you got to go, you got to do it. Um, yes, there are definitely, definitely parts of the job where um, you get annoyed, especially as a performer. I have heard you talk about this and I, I watched your other video with the other singer dancer about, you know, how crew doesn't like you or talks about <laughs> you or you don't work in this and that. Uh -huh. And that's really annoying as a performer, especially because you get it at home too. Yeah. You know, you have acquaintances or friends who aren't in the industry and like, Oh, you're on vacation for a living. And it's like, really? Like, no. <laughs> so, you know, there, you're not on vacation for a living. However, it, it, it can be a, an absolutely incredible experience and you can see the world and get paid for it. Um, and you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be or want to be doing. You're making really good money for the most part. Um, so as long as you find the right um, line for you, I think that's important. I know beggars can't be choosers, especially in this climate. A job is a job, a gig right. is a gig. But um, if it's something that you're looking to do continuously or long term, do the research, talk to people. You know, I ship people I think are into talking about ship life. That's why I reached out to you. You know, yeah. it's, it's not, um, it's a lot more um, the, out there now, but when I was starting in 2015 and I YouTubed what I thought it was, you know, to help me to find what it was going to be like, there wasn't a lot. That's right. So, um, it's easier now with Instagram and social media, just reach out to people and, and get an idea of what each line has to offer and what might be the best for you, but just be prepared that it's going to be a different world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like, um, I like your commentary on, uh, having the right expectations and yeah. that's, I, I think that's really important. 
Um, and I, t- I, I, th- that's something that whenever I have like personal conversations with people about the challenges of working on cruise ships and, um, Number one, I think it's important to also call them challenges, not so much like cons, because it's like if you walk in with the right expectations, then it won't necessarily be a a con per se. It's just it's just it's all just part of the job. Um, But, you know, and and this is why I started this channel in in, in the first place, you know, because when you said that you wanted to look up some stuff back in 2015, I started in 2016. (laughs) Yeah, it was the same thing. It's just, I wanted to know what to expect. And when you have no expectations, that's when your mind starts to wander and then you start doing these things and you had nothing to compare it to. So that's why a lot of people are going crazy right now because they don't know what to expect in terms of the hiring uh, climate. And I do think it is good to reach out to people or to do things like this, like, you know, watch your channel, listen to your podcast, because um, I do know that there's a history of of companies not totally being clear about what they expect from you either. And I've had a lot of people get on board and be shell-shocked with the hours they're working or the duties they're expected to do because it wasn't laid out for them. Um, And you go on thinking you have realistic expectations and then being like, Whoa, I wasn't told any of this. Um, so yeah, talk to people who've done it for sure so that you can find out what it's going to be like. Absolutely. So with, with that being said, um, just to kind of wrap everything up here, um, I, I, I do agree that, um, it's important to, to take in a lot of information. And again, not just from my channel, like I have a very, um, a very limited view of what of what my perspective is because I was on ships as a musician but this is why you know we have the podcast and we talk yeah. but also check out other people's podcasts and then their channels because they have very different views and perspectives as well and you want to take in all of those perspectives and create your own um, mm-hmm. so that when you go uh, you have this broad view of what working on cruise ships is like you said you're going to be on a podcast next week who's um whose channel is that um lady red lady red. i think she might be on spotify um but yes yeah, so she is lady red live on social media cool um and her um she was our piano bar entertainer who was like number one in our fleet for a very, very long time. She's off as a moat. She does. And she is in Australia now home for the first time in a very long time. Cause she jumped from ship to ship cause she was a hot commodity yeah. and uh, started this podcast called um, you're not your talent. So um, that sounds can interesting. Her out. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to lady red. I'll reach out to her and see what she's got going on. <laughs> yes, for sure. But other than that, I know some of you guys have some, uh, have some questions, but we are going to wrap up. If you have any other questions, you can write, reach out to me. Let's see if I can do this right this way. Um, you can reach out to me <laughs> on, um, on my, 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 uh, my Instagram ship life TV. Um, Carly's is right there. If you want to reach out to her directly. Anytime. Um, and so with that being said, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching this after the fact, thanks so much for watching. Again, Ship Life TV, the show that's dedicated to raising awareness of the opportunity of working on cruise ships and helping new and existing crew have an enjoyable experience. If you like it, like it. If you want to see more, subscribe. And Carly, thank you again for taking the time to uh, help help these people out and give them some great advice. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I wish I had this when I was looking.